Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today for a special British Cyclocross National Champs episode. Yesterday I had a chat with two of the event organisers, Laura and Dougie. We spoke about what to expect this weekend and we also got them to answer some questions that my followers had asked on the podcast Instagram. You can find all episodes of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website and all the usual podcast places. You can also find updates on the event this weekend by searching for Cyclocross National Champs 2022 on Facebook or also visiting Crawley Wheeler's website. Sunday's races will be able to be watched. Uh, I will post the links to these on my Instagram at cycling.talk.podcast, close to the time. Hi, Dougie and Laura. Thank you so much for coming to chat with me today. Yeah, you're very welcome. You know, it's nice to um, it's nice to get an invite on something that's going to make me a wee bit relaxed and indoors away from building a course. Yeah. Firstly, can you two tell me a bit about yourselves and your life in cycling? So um, I've been riding cyclocross for about five years. Um, I do the Sussex, I take part in the Sussex League and the London League. Um, I worked with a coach um, a couple of years ago to um, to trying to get my training up and mm-hmm. up and running. Um, I've had a bit of a break now. I've got uh, two young kids, so I'm taking a break out of it at the moment, um, but hopefully back next season. Yeah, good. And uh, <clears throat> and um, I've been I've been around the cyclocross scene in London and the southeast for probably more than 20 years. Um, I, I came from a motocross background when I was in Scotland and I moved into the south of England and I got into doing cyclocross and it's it's just a, an incredible sport it's fantastic but in the, the past you know maybe 10 15 years I've been organizing events and it's culminated in you know as organizing the, the the national cyclocross championships so it's a year later than planned but Crawley Wheelers is hosting the British National Cyclocross Championships on the 8th and 9th of January how excited are you both about this weekend so there's been a lot of work um, going into, into this race behind the scenes and it's been going on for quite a few months now. Um, but it's the guys have been putting the course up for a while now and it's looked, it's looked really good. Um, hopefully we have a home stretch on there. Um, and yeah, we've got a really good event village and we've got some amazing sponsors. And so it really should be should be a really good race. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, you know, the... Um... When we when we initially got announced that we were hosting the national cyclocross championships, we we started planning in January 2020, mm-hmm. and then lockdown came and it, it it really kind of took the wind out of our sails, and there was a lot of uncertainty. And I have got to say, from a personal point of view, it was quite difficult to get motivated to start organising it again. Yeah. But we've got such a t- a great team. We've got a, a little management team. We've got such a great team that. You know, everyone's pulling together and everyone's doing it and we're all enthusiastic about it and we're really excited about, you know, welcoming everyone to Sussex. So I asked my followers if they had any questions about the event this weekend and I've had loads of responses back. A lot of people have asked the question, uh, but the first person that asked it was Zan Kreese, an elite rider from Spectra Racing, and she asked, is there going to be any mud? And if so, what type of mud? Oh, that's a good question, that one, yes. So I think by the mere fact that the event takes place in January, mm. I can pretty much guarantee, yes, there is going to be mud. Um, some of it will be quite uh, heavy going, 
and that means it's uh, it's quite the ground is quite soft, and some of it will be quite slippy. Um, but what we've done is, in terms of the course, we've we've made some bits that are quite difficult, but it's interspersed with some bits that are, and they're not easy, but easier to mm-hmm. pedal on. Yeah. The long range forecast suggests both rain and sun this week, with heavy rain currently forecast for Saturday. How will the weather change the course? Another another good question, that one. And I think, interestingly enough, when you've got a muddy course, if it rains, it doesn't make the course any worse. But mm. what happens is that if, it, if it's a muddy course and the sun comes out, the transition between, you know, wet and slippy mud to drier mud, that transition, it, it starts to clog up bikes and so on. So I think that those who are racing on Saturday, if rain's forecast for Saturday, it will help clean the bikes. So... Um, yeah, but it'll still be still be plenty fun and challenging. Now let's talk tires. Challenge is sponsoring the event. I ride tubeless Challenge Lemus tires on both my bikes, which mm-hmm. sounds like it might be a good option. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So yeah, another good question. <clears throat> so two years ago, uh, or a year ago, two thousand and nineteen, we had a national trophy event there, and there was a young lad that came over from Belgium, Tess Arps. And he was riding, I think he was riding Challenge Griffos, um, which aren't a specific mud tyre. And he absolutely smashed the event. Yeah. So, but Challenge Limus, mm. yeah, is my actual mud tyre of choice. And I, 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 I rode uh, uh, tubs and, and I think they were really good. Now, the, chal- the, the, the difficulty with having a full mud tyre is it gives you more, it gives you plenty of grip, but it mm. also picks up more mud. So you can you can end up getting your bike a bit kind of clogged, but you know we've got a double pit and there's plenty there's plenty of bike washing areas there. So if you get somebody that can clean your bike for you, then I think your, your choice of Challenge Limus is is a good choice. I came and I watched the 2019 National Trophy there, and it was really muddy. And I actually met Tsarts at the end of the race. Oh, that was good. Is is um so. That, that, there lies an interesting one, that one, because he never entered the event on time. And, um, and, but because he's, because he's such a class rider and he's from the continent, we tend to give a bit of leniency. But there was lots of phone calls, lots of little discussions. But we, um, we, we allowed him to ride. I did give him a telling off um, <laughs> because I said, look, you know, you, you know, we're letting you ride. You should have entered it in time. Um, but he came up to me at the end and said it was really enjoyable. It was well organised, and you know we, um, you know, we're, we're pretty friendly. So it was it was good that he was there, and he's a nice lad. Several riders have asked me questions about the course, so I'll ask you a few questions whilst we talk through the course for the weekend. Kat Ferguson from Hope Factory Racing is an under sixteen girl, and she asks, "Is the course similar to the twenty nineteen National Trophy course?" Yeah, so the answer to that question is yes, it's similar. So we've got the same start and finish area. Mm. We're utilising uh, an, an area that we call, we, we call it the bomb hole, but it's actually an old quarry. Um, but we're doing it slightly differently. So the, the configuration of that going through there has changed a slightly bit. Um, mm. So hopefully it'll make it, there's there's a, you know some really, really difficult bits and there's some fun bits. Mm. Um uh, so the course is quite is pretty similar, but as I say, we've changed the configuration. We've also added a brand new bit in there, 
that is um, taking a bit of investment from from Crawley Wheelers mm. in as much as we are tomorrow we start work on building a bridge over the fence and inside the showground and mm. um, so that is going to be an interesting bit and it's not just a bridge it's a two-way bridge and uh, we're going over there and into the showground to give an extra piece of tarmac and through one of the horse riding schools it's an area there that that is, um, that is going to be interesting to see how the riders tackle that. But I think that's going to be a new addition and it's going to be fun and I think riders will appreciate it. Uh, we have two questions from Zoe Roach from WXC. Uh, firstly, how high are the hurdles? Oh, <clears throat> so there is another good question, yeah. So the hurdles, we've, uh, we invested, probably others invested in um, some wood to build the hurdles and we build these hurdles and they were 40 centimetres high, okay? Now, because where we, we, we put them on the ground, um, you always run the risk of if the ground gets cut away underneath the people standing on it, the hurdles inevitably end up being more than 40 centimetres high, and that's not allowed. And, you know, if that was the case, we'd have to take them out. So what we've done is we've taken that much off the hurdles, so they're only, they're only 35 centimetres high, um, so they are a bit smaller, and you know if you get if you're smaller riders, it's going to be easier for them. So we also we also did that because we thought we would that would maybe encourage the skillful riders to potentially bunny hop them yeah. and, and make a bit of progress. So we've cut them down from previously, um, and hopefully that's going to be a success. That's good to know. And Zoe also asked how much sand is going to be in the course. Oh, there's not going to be an awful lot of actual sand. Uh, although we put we did put some uh, some sand on a on a on a corner, but it's not as what I'd call a sand section. But I tell you what, there is. There's lots of gravel paths. So there's while there's some bits that are heavy going. There's I've made use of a lot of the gravel paths, so riders can get a bit of speed, get a bit of moving, and uh, and I think they're they're going to be the bits that you know those with the a certain kind of power, we'll be able to uh, make some gains on. It was mentioned in the course map that there was a sand school. Is that just the uh, in like the horse riding arena? Yeah, that's 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 correct. So uh, we we call we kind of call it a, a sand school. And the interesting thing is, it's uh, it's partly sand, but it's also little bits of rubber, and mm. it's it's an all weather thing. And the, you know we've got a nice you know straight that goes into it, and a nice sweeping corner or a couple of sweeping corners. And because of the type of terrain it is, because of the type of you know surface it is, you can corner a bike really fast on it. You know you very you, you don't really have to brake because you know the bikes don't slip away; they dig in and turn in the corner. So I'm hoping that's going to be a big success. Yeah. Uh, Xander Graham would like to know, on a scale of one to ten, how technical would you say the course is? So, yeah, another good question. Um, so I think that a scale of one to ten, I think that uh, it might be better to, if I answered it and, say, and said, how, how much of it is technical in terms of percentage? So I think about, about probably about 20 to 25 percent of it is technical. And the other 70, 75% is, is, is going to be hard and it's going to be fast. So a lot of the questions that I've just asked are from riders that will be racing on the Saturday, like myself. Will the course be any different for us, particularly in the youth races? 
So the course won't be the course is not going to change at all, um, and that is another one that we've 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 learned from the two national trophy events we've had at the showground, where we've had quite a big course, but we've had a, a section that's cut off for the under 14s and under 16s. Okay, but what we decided to do was we just keep the one course, and if we need to cut a bit out to make something a bit you know the course a bit shorter. There's, there's probably less options than that. So we're hoping that under 16s and under 14s and all the, the vets and the juniors and the, and the elites, they'll all ride the same course. And, and, and I think with a combination of what we've done to change some bits and the bits we've added in new and mm -hmm. utilising a lot of, the, a lot of the, what we call the fast paths or gravel paths, then it'll be, it'll be good for everybody. I've had quite a few questions about the pits, so I'll start with some pit support questions from Andy Naylor, who would like to know how far do mechanics have to run to get to the pit wash area, and is there a good supply of water in the pits and car parking areas? Um, so let me let me address that in in two different parts. Yeah, so we have we have the pits set up um, and the bike washing area and the water supply as we've done in previous years. Okay. So the first national trophy, I had two of the thousand liter water containers. It wasn't enough. So the second national trophy, I had four thousand liter water containers, and it wasn't enough. I've now got six thousand liter wow. water containers. Yeah, um, and if I run an event next year, I might have eight. Yeah, but what I've what I've said in the technical document that should be emailed out to all the riders is that there's water taps within the showground. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily rely on the water that I've got in these six containers, but there is water inside the showground. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would advocate that riders and teams are self-sufficient with their own water, just in case we run out. Um, and to answer the second part of your, or the first part of your question, the, um, the bike washing area is right next to the pits. Yeah. So it's not, it, it, uh, it's probably maybe... 10 or 20 yards away from where the pit, uh, pit lane is. And the good thing about our pits is right down the middle of the pits is a nice gravel path. So helpers can, you know, can walk on there. It's nice and firm. And then hand the bikes on either side to the riders in, on the grassy section. So I think it's designed quite well. Um, and I may also add, we did look at where we've actually positioned the pits. Um, and it's the logical place in the course to put it. It's not ideal in as much as the ground's a bit soft there and it gets a bit muddy, mm. but it's the best place in the course for the pits. Andy also asks if you describe the two halves of the course from pit to pit, is there likely to be one side that will be muddier than the other and are they around the same distance? So we, I think, yeah, and I've, um, we did it um we measured it out and it is it is pretty much bang on in the middle of a lap. Okay, so it's not it's not biased one way or another. Yeah. Um uh, so I think that uh, from that point of view, it's it's right in the middle. The first pitch you go into is not long after the start. So the start, you go along a big start straight, you've seen it, the big long gravelly start straight, you come off of there onto the grass, do do some little zigzags, and then you go by the pits for the first time. So there's a big, long gravelly section before the pits for the first time, but the second time going by the pits 
it's uh, it's a bit harder. You've done a bit more technical stuff, and um, it's it's probably the only part of the course that is slightly uphill on the grass. Now, what I've done is I've tried to make any bits that are up that are on the grass downhill as possible. It's not steep, but it's slightly uphill and it's heavy, so it'll be. I think that you know if I was um, if I was uh, changing a bike every lap. I would probably want to change it at the second entrance to the pits rather than the first entrance. Okay. But it's it's up to riders to decide that. Nathan Smith, a junior rider from Garden Shed, asks, will the course be rideable even if it's super muddy? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a good one, that one. So um, at the 2019 National Trophy, the section just before the first pit, the, the elite men were running on the flat there because it was pretty muddy. Mm. But what we've done this time is we've tried to we've tried to avoid those bits. Now, because of the nature of the ground, we can't avoid it all. But what we've done is we've designed the course in as much as, yeah, let's instead of instead of putting the course there where we want to put it, let's put it over here where the ground is a bit a bit a bit more firm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think there's 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 some bits that I think are definitely going to be quicker running. Okay, um, and and they are not always they're not always going to be uphill. So there may be some bits that are a bit tricky, and they could be on the flat. But you know you have to decide on them, and that's the skill of a good cross rider to decide on whether they would be quicker running mm. or riding. Do you have any advice on what skills I should practice in the few days before the event? Okay, that's a real good question. That one, yes. So I, the, the skills I would practice or the things I would consider uh, are the bits that I think are tricky, okay? So we've got uh, uh, the first section that goes into the, the quarry area is a right-hand turn that goes into, that's uh, a bit of an off-camber, okay? And that is quite, quite tricky. Easily rideable, um, but it's something that I, what I would suggest is you practice, you know, you practice that off-camber yeah, and how you would do that. And it might not be something you, you can practice, but if you certainly think about it. And there's another there's another bit on the on the course that is the actual camber section that's actually sponsored by Challenge Tires. Um, it's a there's a couple of ruts that go down and a bit of a camber. And if you think of and you maybe want to practice, how can you go down there and stay in the bike? You know, and then maybe that is taking a foot out and paddling along one side and just letting the bike roll. Um, the other bit that I think of, you know, and you, you're probably very good at this, there's a, there's, a, there's a cracking bit that's downhill into the quarry mm. and there's a bit of a run up to it. And then it's a wee bit bumpy at some bits, um, but there's a great downhill section and you get a lot of speed down there and it's great fun. And But the, the thing you, you've got to practice there is, is not going too fast into the next corner because if you overshoot, you go into a muddy piece. Yeah. Mm. So I think you know, uh, off you know, a camber sections is something I would maybe try and think of. Yeah. Uh, Robin Delve of Mid Devon CC is the National Trophy Vet Sixty Series winner with one round to spare. He wants mm. to know if the course will be available for practice on the Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a good, that's another good question and. Um, if I look back to the two national trophies, we didn't have any practice open. 
Um, but for the national championships, you know, we have we have upped the game a bit. Okay, so not only are we um, investing more in in the event itself, in terms of you know what we're doing for our, our supporters and sponsors and riders, um, but we've also uh, have the course open at um, if everything goes to plan, one thirty on Friday afternoon to three thirty on Friday afternoon, and that's uh, that's open practice. So whether you're an under 14, you know, whether you're a, an elite lady or you're an over 60 like Robin is, um, a very good over 60, you can you can actually go and ride it, yeah, on Friday afternoon. There's, there's also um, uh, practice available early morning for, on both days for, 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 for the races that are on. Caroline Mansfield of Mag Speed Racing asked a question which I think we're all very interested in. As she asks, the Belgian races have been spectator-free over the festive period. Will the national champs have spectators and do we need to show a COVID pass to attend or race? Okay, that's that's a very topical question just now. So right now, um, we are following any government guidelines. Mm. Okay, So I've, I myself have had a few emails to say, you know, are spectators going to be allowed? I've also had some emails asking me, how much does it cost for a ticket? Okay, so um, spectators are allowed. There's no restrictions in any spectators, um, and spect- spectating is actually free. And you know, another thing is a lot of venues don't particularly like dogs or don't allow dogs. Dogs are very welcome as well, as long as they're on a lead. Um, so you know, spectators are allowed with their with their family pets. However. What we are doing over the next few days is keeping an eye on what any government guidelines are mm. and anything that comes out. So if there's anything, any announcements that about sporting events uh, that we have to look at, then what I would, what I will be doing is I'll be talking to British Cycling and and the Commissaire team, you know. And if there's anything, any restrictions, and I don't think there will be, but if there's any restrictions come out, then I'll I'll talk to them and. You know, if there's any decisions have to be made, you know, then we'll do that. But right now, it's full. We are full speed ahead. Yeah, we're full speed ahead. Declan Oldham from Hope Factory Racing is interested in how many people and hours go into making everything in the event possible. Oh, what a tough question that one is. Yeah, what a tough question. So, um, I've got to say that um, we. We started planning for la- for the national championships last year in January. Okay, and what happens is we we have I have an organisation team, so there's seven of us seven of us that are in this organisation team. So Laura, who's on the call, she handles the event marketing. I've got two people that look after the all the helpers. I've got two people who are what I call the clerks of the course. Um, I've got somebody who looks after media. And then I've got somebody else who is a who doesn't have a you know a specific role, but it gives us lots and lots of help. Okay, so it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and an immense amount of money. You would not believe the amount of money. I'll give you a for example. The scaffolding bridge is costing me five thousand pounds. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of money. Yeah, and as a as an organising team. We, we looked at that and we thought about it because 
I don't have to have it, but mm. you know what? I want to have it, and I think the riders will appreciate it, and I want to use the sand school, the riding school, and it'll be good, and it'll be talked about, and it'll be it'll be it'll be great for the event. Okay, um, so it takes a lot of effort, you know. So for the last probably two weeks, I've been I've been at the showground every day. Um, another example is yesterday I had uh, twenty people there helping me lay out the course. Today I had another fifteen people, and I've had just building the course. I've had, you know, there's probably been three weekends that we've had, you know, 10 plus people there doing certain things. Yeah. Now that's just building the course. Um, Laura, for example, has spent lots of time, you know, ordering, you know, signs, banners, doing Facebook, you know, stuff, doing, you know, talk, doing the, the, the event promotion stuff. So it's, you know, Laura, how, how much time, for example, did you, do you think you've spent doing this? Um, I probably think in the month of December, probably it's been a full-time job. <laughs> Jobs worth of hours. I, I work a lot in the evenings at the moment um, and in the day when I can. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of work. Um, but it's nice to see when things have been printed and and kind of working with the sponsors. We're working really closely with six sponsors. Um, and that's a lot of, there's a lot of admin to do with, with that as well. Um, but it's really nice that to kind of see things come together and like the branded mesh coming out on the course and things today. Can you tell me about the TV coverage for Sunday's races? Yeah, I can tell you a bit about that. Um, so I had a meeting with um, uh, with the TV company probably two months ago, and uh, we I met them at the showground, and we I showed them where the course was, and we looked around there, and we decided on some of the camera positions. And what the TV company does is is it looks at you know if they put a camera in one place, what's the coverage? So they want to cover the whole course, and if they if they've only got three cameras, where do they get the in the best value? Mm. Um, so we we started off with with twelve cameras. We've cut it down to to nine cameras, but um, they cover all they cover they cover virtually ninety five percent of the course. Okay. Um, now, interestingly, you've asked that because tomorrow I've got a meeting with them up there. So I've got a meeting at eight o'clock in the morning to meet the scaffolding people. And then at 10.30, I've got the TV company there. And what they're doing is they're up and they're checking the coverage, you know, the, you know, the, the, the 4G coverage. Um, so they're doing some tests tomorrow and they're also going to, um, you know, work out if, if their camera positions are, are the right position for them. So there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff on, in terms of the TV coverage that is, uh, that is a bit, I would say, last minute, okay? But, you know, they have they know what they're doing. And we're quite fortunate in as much as we have Ricky Martin, who's who handles all the all the media stuff, and he liaises with the TV company on our behalf. Uh, and it's part of Ricky, you know, that, Ricky, that's his business, yeah? So he's, he, he knows what they, he knows how to speak the language. So I think we're, I think we're doing well in that. So the TV coverage is only for the Sunday. How can people follow Saturday's races and results? Oh, so I think um, uh, there's there's not any live coverage of the Saturday's events, but um, results are done by smart timing. So mm-hmm. just after each race finishes, smart timing, they upload they upload the results, um, and we should have that on certainly in the technical document. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in the technical document, but what we'll also do is we'll make sure that results are 
are on our Crawley Wheelers Facebook page, uh, and also our, we've got a little web website as well. So we'll put something in there that said, you know, this is where you can get access the um, the results for the races on the Saturday. Can you tell me about the stalls, food and drink, and everything that will be available at the event? So we've got um, a great event village. Um, so we've got Sussex Coffee Trucks, who will be serving some amazing coffee and pastries and some savoury snacks. We've also got Belgian Fries, who were there two years ago, and they are very, very popular. Um, Podium Catering will also be back. They were also there a couple of years ago. We've also got Volvo Harwood um, from Crawley, which then they'll be having a stand. They'll be bringing um, a demo car as well. So people should go and check that out. We've got Challenge Tyres will be in the village. No Pins, who offer premium cycling wear and a customisable kit as well. And obviously Big Bubble Hats will be back because a popular demand. Um, we've got Invani, who do reversible cycling clothing. And we've got... Um, Stikra, who offer sports fuel, um, sports fuel range. So you've got your bars and your drinks and things like that. And we might also have a few last minute um, people joining as well. So there'll be a really good um, range of products to see and local food and drink. Can you tell me about the parking, camping and showering facilities at the venue? So we have, um, so for competitors, competitors should enter the showground via the Prince's Gate, which is there's three main entrances, the north one, the south one, and the Prince's Gate is right in the middle. So competitors should come in there and follow the road to the see the, the event headquarter, which is in what we call the NFU barn. And the car park is behind there, as is first aid and anti-doping control. Okay, So there's a big area there, but because of the popularity, um, you know that's where, that's where people want to be because it's, it's close to everything. Now, what we've done is, by bringing the course inside the showground, there's a bit of the course that's just beyond the car park. Mm. So if you get in there, get in there early, you'll be able to watch some of the racing and sit in your, your camper van or do your warm-up under your gazebo or wherever and see some of the racing that's going on. Yeah. So um, so there's plenty of car parking. So if there's if you can't get into that car park, there's a road system, there's a, there's a grid of a road system in the showground and and what I would say is that you know park on that. Um, there's plenty of space, um, so there's there's plenty of space to park for for people to park on tarmac. Please don't park on the grass because the showground people will get really annoyed with me, and I'd rather not have that. Um, in terms of showers, so showers are in two buildings. One is the red block, which is a bit further away, and that's for the men, and the eco block, which is a, a modern type of building, that's for the ladies. There's limited showers available there, but there are showers, okay? So, um, and they're a bit of a walk away or a ride a bike, you know? So it's like, it's like maybe, I don't know, 300 metres or something like that. You know, it's not far, but, you know, it's um, there's two buildings and that's where they are. Is there anyone else that you would like to mention or thank for their help with putting the event together? Oh, so many people, yeah, so many people. So I, I would like to thank all the people in Crawley Wheelers who have come forward. Um, and the great thing about it is, I mean, crawler wheelers have been doing good cross races for a number of years now, and it is it is absolutely fantastic when people come up and come up come to help. And I don't know who they are, and I know a lot of people in the club, but these are new people, and they've come along. And I was there was a chap today, Ben, and um, and he said, I, 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 you know, 
I don't know what Cross is about, so I thought I would volunteer to come and see. And he was so enthusiastic. He, he must have put on 200 cable ties onto the mesh netting, but he was so enthusiastic, yeah. So I, I would like to thank all the people who have helped so far. Mm. And in particular, I'd like to thank my organising committee because they have to put up with me and the things that I decide and maybe change at the last minute. And they're all doing a fantastic job. And the other good thing is we all got on really well together. So we all gel as a team. Um, and then lastly, I'd just like to thank all the riders who've actually put in an entry to come race at our event. So can we extend that out to thank our sponsors as well? Um, just uh, because they've made us be able to do so many improvements to the event um, and their support is just amazing. So we've got Har Volvo Harwoods from Crawley. Um, we've got um, LCW. We've got 8.8, .8, SaberX and uh, Challenge Tyres. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Oliver Associates as well. So all of their information about their companies can be found on our Facebook page as well, if you want to know more. I'd just like to say a huge thank you in advance for putting on the event. I'm really excited about racing there. A massive thank you to everyone involved who's made this event possible, uh, to all the volunteers, commissaires and marshals uh, that the event wouldn't be able to happen without. And good luck to everyone taking part. Thank you, Georgia. Thanks so much for having us. Hope you all enjoyed listening. If you are a Crawley this weekend, then make sure to come and say hello. Can't wait to share more of my new season, season three, with you all. See you on the bike.